Hello, welcome. I guess we'll call this Hit Chat Chit Chat Group Talks for right now until we can kind of nail something a little bit down better. Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and joining today. As you guys can see, uh, last week we did a group session with no group. This week we got a group. So we're actually able to yeah. uh, play with it, baby. I'm excited. Um, we got two new guys uh, that you guys did not see last week. Uh, JP and I kind of anchored it down. And this week, we're going to kind of let the new guys walk in, kind of let you guys know who they are, uh, why you guys should listen to them, and stuff like that. So, uh, Stevie, if you don't mind, brother, if you want to give a little intro, a little rundown, who you are and stuff like that, that'd be awesome, man. Man, I, uh, I'm i Steven Pengendarm. I was a right-handed pitcher at Garden City Community College for two years, and then I transferred to Southwestern Oklahoma State University for one year, left and finished my college career at Southwestern Christian University in Oklahoma City. Uh, now, I coach for a place called PTG in Lubbock. But as of re recently, I've gotten a job offer to move to uh, Denver to coach for game day and be around my friends, man. Connor and all those dudes, and I'm excited for it. Really excited. Soundboard coming soon. Uh, just imagine the little... <laughs> Greg, you're going to have to help me with that shit. <laughs> I got you on, we got like a, one of those, my keyboards, you know, and I'll push a button, we'll sample it, and it'll just be, you, you'll have like 12 of them, yeah, you'll be good. Oh, let's go, baby, and uh, Greg, how you doing, brother, if you wouldn't mind giving a little intro on yourself? Man, I'm doing good, um, I'm doing great, actually, so um, I'm from Houston, Texas, and I just moved up here to Denver, Colorado, two months ago to be the uh, head of hitting, and um, help with the player development overall, and the recruiting. So in Texas, we have tons of colleges out here. You know, these opportunities are a lot, lot more scarce. Um, but we do have athletes out here, right? And um, three-sport athletes because of the winter or, or other athletes that we don't have in the South. So um, I'm doing great. I'm intrigued, and I'm, um, I'm enjoying the athletes that I've had so far. Um, and it, it's different. It is different. It's been, you know, uh, an adjustment. But uh, basically about myself is I played um, – Junior college baseball at Alvin Community College. I was a D1 verbal commit that uh, tore my shoulder. I was a pitcher, two-way guy. Um, but I could really hit. I wanted to hit in college. Um, so ultimately the move was to go junior college. They draft eligible. Um, I passed uh, with a guy named Rudy Tarasis with the Rangers. Um, my senior year was a late, late round, no money. It was, uh, it, was, it was just a courtesy pick. So I decided to go to college and um, battled a couple injuries. Um, had a blood clot and kind of knocked me out of my game. But my college coach offered me a job and said, you know, whenever you get your degree, let me know. I would love to hire you, blah, blah, blah. Went home, kind of did my own thing. Went back to school for, for engineering, audio engineering, like I was telling you. Um, had kids. And um, my buddy got me back on the baseball field. And I never left again after, you know, about a year and after I recovered from the blood clot. So, um, so no, I'm just, uh, you know, my cousin playing the bigs. Um, there's just been um, – you know, I've been around the game, so there's been a, you know, a lot of uh, blessings in my life about me getting to learn the highest level and then also being in a, from a city where you know, we feel it's like the Mecca. There's so many baseball players and uh, so many different levels of baseball players um, coming out of Houston, Texas and the surrounding areas and how far people will drive to go to Houston. Is, it, it is a change, but um, I think Denver is going to be a great opportunity for me um, as far as moving forward with you know, my, my pro guys and then helping all of these, um, you know, middle school to high school guys understand what really being recruited is and, um, you know, battling with their high school coaches on theories whenever they get advanced training, things like that. So 
Um, really, my background as, as a player is light. I think I played a little indie ball. You could reference me, and I think I you know, played at the NBC World Series and things like that. But, um, but no, yeah, basically, man, I'm just a, a neuro biomechanist, biomechanist, however you want to word it, whatever you uh, – I like the, 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 the body and time and space. So, um, you know, our sport is, is very relative to that. So we try to, um, to train that. And, you know, the guys at driveline, um, like Jay right here, like, like he's, he's getting a big taste of that and how, how, um, how we develop athletes. And, and so that's what I'm into. And that's kind of my background and I'm a father and I have, I have, uh, three kids. And so, um, yeah, I'm a father. I got eight year old boy, six year old, or I'm sorry, eight year old girl, six year old boy, four year old girl. And, um, yeah, man, just just providing for my family through baseball has been a has been a grind. You know, I'm, I'm 32, and uh, we're just getting started. Had my first pro hitter at 28, 29, and my first my first big leaguer. Um, and we've had about four or five kids drafted in the last four or five years, counting the COVID. And uh, it's getting tough with the 20 rounds, but um, we're not stopping here, man. We're just getting going. Hell yeah, dude! I fucking love it. He's baby. badass. What was that? Well, you're a badass. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucking love it. Oh. Um, yeah, that was awesome. This past week. That uh, flowed like, well. That really flowed well, right? This past week, man, yeah. um, me and JP kind of talked uh, not too much on some focuses. And with that, I would want to kind of fill this space with just some things that we noticed. Um, and then moving forward, I would like, you know, if we are able to kind of put a, a focus or it doesn't even have to be just with, you know, one certain spot or something specific, um, but just something, I don't know, the idea of uh, space, the idea of timing or just something like that. And to put a focus on for when we recoup yeah. uh, next week and stuff. But for this past week, um, kind of going to go through each one of you guys um jp is there anything that you noticed out of any of your hitters or any of the guys that you're working with or anything like that were there any like big aha moments any big like oh like that's a great question were there any kind of things that stuck out to you this past weekend in uh instruction um i think the the big kind of shift in focus um now that we got a lot of you know pro guys in less high school college hitters um you know, for the most part, pro guys have pretty good bat speed, so it's been a lot of shift of focus to uh, bat path, contact quality, that kind of thing. Um, so we've been really just trying to nail down, like, get conceptualized in the athlete's head of, of what a good bat path is, and, and uh, diagnosing miss hits is, is the big thing. Um, you know, if you slice a ball, this, you know, what does that have to tell you about your bat path, um, and kind of working back from there. JP, what is that? What is that a driveline that y'all are using right now? Um to basically measure, you know, like, you know, impact momentum in a sense, like, you know, like um, quality contact in a sense, like what goes uh, into what goes into y'all's right now as far as the hitting, because I haven't been to the facility in, in two and a half years since, especially since Colin left. Yeah, right now we've, uh, we've been working with a metric that we called Smash Factor. Smash, um, that's what I wanted to know was how is yeah. Smash Factor, how is it um, developed over the last year? Um, it kind of just, it was kind of an in-gym thing for a long time. Um, right. we kind of put it out publicly and everything, um, uh, maybe four months ago or so. Um, it's still relatively new for us as well. Um, right. and kind of figuring out how to put it into our training and, and things like that. Um, it's essentially calculated with the kind of Alan Nathan's equation of just exit velocity, 
uh, bat speed, pitch speed is kind of the main um, markers there. And then kind of re-engineering re it to get back to that, that contact quality um, coefficient. And I think the interesting... Sorry, so bat, what was that, bat speed and what else? Bat speed, uh, it's got bat speed, exit velocity, and uh, pitch speed at impact. So, so yeah, um, so yeah, so basically our when it's crossing the plate and, and yeah. yeah. So what about so, what about con what about contact in the zone? Um, is that being developed yet? As far as like where a guy's standing in the box and in contact in the zone or close to the uh, body, like, like point of contact. Yeah, uh, the position. Yeah, we use uh, hit tracks pretty much to to kind of get relative contact, but it. really just looking at just a raw number of what the contact quality is. Is our new is our new track man? Is it uh? Is it p picking up on the in-depth, uh, I guess, the de uh, point of contact? I don't know. We, we, don't, really, we don't really use uh, TrackMan for the hitting side. Um, okay. more, more of the pitching trainers, yeah. Right, right, right. No, yeah. Cool, you know, I, I was just wondering. Yeah, because we have, we have hit tracks, but uh, TrackMan, obviously, if it has that point of contact, yeah. that's going to be huge. Yeah. It's, because that's I'm kind of developing a smash factor type of thing. And, and like you were saying with the pros, you have to adjust, you know, like completely, like, teaching them about a path and things like that. And, and the point of contact has been um, obviously for years, but the smash factor, which you guys call it, or just mm -hmm. impact momentum from diamond kinetics or whatever it is to like almost like boxing where, you know, like if they get a hit, they push a button. And if they don't, if it's a block, it's a miss. It's almost like I want to develop a button. Don't tell yeah. you. Know, we'll keep that yeah. you know, between our circle, the guys that follow us. Right. But, right. But, um, right. but no, that would be a cool way to like either decide, you know, um, or come up with a metric that's like, okay, it's 10% of your barrel speed, you know, and it's 10% right. of this, 10% of that, 5% of this, it equals yeah. a smash factor of, right? Whatever. Yeah, and it's just trying to quantify that, like, you know, what is that contact quality actually doing? How much right. of that bat speed are we transferring into exit velocity? Um, and, and because and you have to add the launch, you have to add the launch to create the runs, you know, per like to, to create runs. So, right, right. And that's kind of the the tough part is yeah. like the original like equation from the mathematical model of deriving exit velocity is uh, like bat speed is pretty easy to measure. Pitch velocity is pretty easy to measure. And then you have this coefficient of contact quality that gets just super complicated with where the ball hits on the bat and the vibration nodes of the bat and what mm -hmm. the you know, coefficient of residue. No, yeah. We, yeah, we talk about yeah vibrations, Connor. That's a little deeper right there, but like the vibrations basically on the, of me working with Dovetail, and we just released our our first metal, and they said it swings real heavy, but it but the power of it um, is up there with the goods, and it's a hundred dollars cheaper. So, kind of pick your poison thing for inloaded guys. It's it's an alternate, but the vibration notes are where you start diving into you know these guys that are charging five hundred dollars for a piece of metal. And, you know, driveline having to develop a product that can be mashed with heavy balls and baseballs for a year, right, without it breaking. Because every single one of the, you know, the bats are going to break eventually when, when we swing as hard as we do and, and we hit the balls that we hit. But, no, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's great insight of, of um, the pro guys switching because my guys start showing up. I mean, I've got three uh, minor leaguers and then my college guys get here Thursday-ish. But that's yeah. awesome. I'm going to take that and kind of, yeah. Piggyback yeah. Off. yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's just kind of that, that transition from just younger, smaller, slower athletes that, that really just need some speed yeah. training. And the right. guys that, that are big, strong, and fast and uh, just don't hit the ball square enough uh, frequently enough.
right, right. Metrics are there, but but we're not getting that that mm, that, yeah, yeah. that data that data we need. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that has to do with like um, their strength and how power they can output, right? Because like you can have a really good swing, but if you aren't strong enough to the ball hit the ball at the yard, you're still not going to. There's a yeah, right, wrong. So yeah, like, y'all y'all do a, y'all do a really good job of developing athletes, right. and then their bodies take over and y'all are teaching them the right things, which is awesome. That's what I want to get to do. So I'm going to do a lot of listening. Probably the most I'm going to talk for a while. So, well, thank you. really quick, <laughs> if I can Steve, <laughs> for this last one, bro, uh, with your guys for the past week, what have you noticed? Uh, has there been any like aha moments, any uh, big questions, any of you guys have brought up this last week of instruction that you've been doing? What have you noticed? That's for me. Uh sure. I don't know. I was no, my bad. I was I was asking Stevie. Oh. Yeah, Stevie, go. <laughs> Dude, honestly in Texas, you know, football's huge, right? Football's huge. Everybody wants to play football. So when football season comes around, everything baseball wise kind of just slows way down. There's still a lot of baseball being played, don't get me wrong, but the lessons, everything like that keeps going down. I really only have like three, four, five lessons every week right now. So a lot of it is just teaching little kids how to move. That's literally all it is. <laughs> I agree. It's literally all it is. Um, usually before, I'll have lessons some days where it's more of trying to learn how to be an athlete, I guess is the best way to put it. Doing athletic things like lifting, not lifting weights, but just body weight type of movements, things like that. Like what? And other times it would be... Like what movements? Yeah, like body Jump, weight movements. I suppose it. Yeah. yeah. Just body weight. Just a bunch of things That's like awesome, that. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a big, like, so, like, you know, my buddy's at Driveline, and, my, and you know, obviously here, uh, you know, fast performance with the number one trainer from last year in the country, and we have that, you know, the air press stuff, and we have all that fancy stuff. Um, I either say don't lift it all or lift right, because mm-hmm. all of my guys that throw the ball from 92 to 96 – you know, that are inside of 90, you know, some of the things that you've heard of driveline, Jay, like, it's like, um, you know, all of our guys are a buck 60. They're, they're young kids. They're 17, 18, mm-hmm. 19. They're, they're healthy. And it's not my job to put the weight on them because that's not my expertise, but we are finding out that maybe we are experts at that as well. You know, like just from the biomechanics side, like when we apply baseball and, you know, these guys buying into some, some of the stuff that, that I'm doing or that we're doing, um, Jay, like as far as driveline and things like, um, you know, some of the things we do just absolutely um, erase what they are doing on the lifting side. They don't need to do some of that stuff, right? And, like, they need to do other things. And, and so I think it's, like, just teaching kids how to move properly so that whenever they do deal with their middle school, high school coach who have best intentions but don't know what they're talking about and they load a bunch of weight on these kids, that they're at least moving, you know, properly and efficient and that hopefully we educate our athletes that, like, I don't want to say fake it, but you know what I'm saying? Like stay underneath, you know what I'm saying? If you have that hard-headed coach, like that you need to stay underneath a certain weight because, you know, Rodas Chapman, you know, bench pressing three, whatever, that's me benching 150, you know, 125. It, it, it is what it is. So, you know, yes, you can bench, but did he do rotations after that? You know, the series between the phases and, and that type of stuff is, is big, you know, as far as that. So I like that too, like. Um, just moving correctly because that's more up my alley as far as a guy that doesn't want to hurt anyone, right? Like, 
that's the whole goal is that we've never caused a Tommy. We only solve them, right? We only get them back. And so, you know, ACLs, we've never had one. We want to make sure that we have movement patterns that don't lead to that whenever you get into a, oh, shit moment, right? So, you know, it's just one of those things where moving correctly um, will help you be maybe a little weaker and hit the ball harder, right? And, and call it weak because of, of an industry that is as the determined that you have to lift, lift that much weight, right? But, but you don't. You have to move a certain speed with a certain amount of mass. I think, you know, Jay would know a lot about that because of, of just impact, you know, the barrel moving a certain speed and it weighs an amount. The baseball weighs an amount. They're throwing at a, few, a certain speed and it's, a, it's, it's simple math. You know, like we don't get an opinion. You know, I, I bet you've heard that there is that like we don't. It's not about like that's the point of it. You know, it's like this is what it is. And so that's awesome. You, you guys are doing that. To kind of lightly touch on that, Greg, you mentioned that sometimes you you may not be moving faster, but you're going to be moving better because of that. Uh, and sometimes more isn't always the best, but moving proper is. I have one kid, yeah. uh, and I talked about it. Oh, go ahead. I think you, you did. Did you hear that whenever you were giving infield and I was hitting? Oh, I thought you just brought that up right now. No, yeah. But okay, I thought you were bringing up an example. But yeah, oh, no, like so. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So I was gonna say. So I, I was working with a guy, and I brought this up on last week's uh, episode with UJP, um, the dude that had the seventy-eight bat speed. Uh, the, the that's his crutch. So this kid, he's a freshman, seventy-eight mile an hour bat speed, really good bat speed, obviously. Rotational freshman acceleration. High school. Yep. Stupid speed, <laughs> but his rotational acceleration is below like a three. Uh, and consistently is below on, three. On what, what, what was being measured on what machine? Like, what were we using? Uh, blast motion. Okay. Uh, and so his rotational acceleration. Unlocked, unlocked, uh, the rotation unlocked version of blast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so uh, we're using that. And normally, I mean, MLB average is 17. And right now, MLB average for bat speed is 77. So he's at or above. I mean, his average bat speed is in 78. But, I mean, he's he's sitting between 72. Which is going to prove the smash the, the smash factor at driveline because that's what it's about. And that's what you heard me speaking about. Maybe I miss, maybe you misheard me or I misspoke. But And, JP, maybe can jump on that right there is that, is that what I thought you heard me say in the cage today was was a very 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 beginner, a very rec ball player, and this kid couldn't couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, you know, three days ago, and then, you know, today he's hitting balls, you know, that are average for his age group, right, right below him, right, and his barrel speed was uh, above a couple of them whenever he was connected, right, and and so it shows that like man, this kid that's a rec ball player that just likes it that shows up two days in a row for a camp, you know. Um, and by the way, his camp was a reschedule. So he was the only one. So he got, he got me like two hours for like the cheapest price ever. Right. So I really <laughs> dove into it with him and I had fun getting back to like, you know, a beginner and teaching him and translating things. And, um, it was, uh, it was cool. It was cool today, but to see that, you know, he was, he couldn't hit a, a barrel speed. He couldn't hit a ball 60, right. Um, yesterday. And then, and he hit one fifty nine nine. And then today he hit like 28 balls over 60 miles an hour, right? And go. he swung the barrel slower on those balls compared to his max, right? So, so it goes back to flush contact. Is, is Does JP and I, do we want a hitter that is going to um, square up with his barrel speed at 75 miles an hour and, and flush contact? 
or do we want a guy that swings about 82 miles an hour and, you know, basically not have a great smash factor, right? And, like, we want the guy that is creating the distance, the exit below, and da-da-da-da-da, but we're trying to find a trend or a correlation in the smash factor, or we're trying to measure it better, basically, to where we can determine who needs to be hitting at what time. And that helps the pitching side. That helps, you know, um, you know, everybody. It helps the game. It helps advance the game because the pitchers are trying to disrupt us and we're trying to get on them. And that's it. There's two ways to, to win a baseball game. It's create an out or create a run. And so we've got to figure out a way to do that. And it's tough. So all this stuff we're doing, I think, is, is awesome. That's why I think coming together and everybody talking about it is awesome. And people that are willing, like Coach right here, like admitting that, like, I'm just here to listen a little bit today because JP's got tons of stuff. Of he's overwhelmed, I bet, dude. I mean, JP, how old are you again? Twenty-six. Yeah, so like, like him being a him being a driveline and hearing about the you know the O charts and, and the Collins and Collins a little bro to me and like I know that he's like overwhelmed with knowledge and what is it going to be a what what are we going to apply what are we going to dis you know like move to the side and when are we going to go get that stuff on the side and bring it back into play because of a certain athlete that walked in the building. And that's the art of it, you know. That's that's like that is the art of it is is trying to um, simplify the intricate, you know, things that we have to use as tools these days. Hell yeah! And Greg, what did you see in this past week uh, with your guys? Were there any kind of things brought up? Any uh, like major cues? Any questions? Any aha moments? Yeah. Like, what did you see? I think. Yeah, so I think getting back to the basics of some things, like maybe like what JP went through, getting uh, guys, you know, pro guys back in the building and going off of high school um, and, and lower level hitters because lower level hitters, I think we agree, we're just trying to speed them up and, and, and you know, do things like that. Um, just more contact, more swings, you know, left-handed, right-handed swings, what we do at a young age and just really open them up. But what I have been noticing the last week and a half is, Getting back to the basics, like I have a guy that's an indie ball guy, and, and um, he hit 197, and so we went up five weeks in a row, right, on a testing day on his exit speed. And then he got some really good wood. He got pro-grade wood, you know, from Dovetail. And he lived he, – I mean, his average exit below is just – you know, it's just awesome right now. Like his, his progress is awesome. He's going on – he's ending his second month um, of 12 sessions. So he's going on 24, 30-minute sessions. He's going on 12 hours of work. And – he has plateaued, right? So what we did is reassess, right? And go in and see. And, and what I did is I walked in the building one day and he was rushing his, his preparation. And he was rushing getting into the cage and hitting because he was having a lot of fun two, two months in, getting too comfortable with Coach Greg maybe. The environment got too comfortable. I'm big on environments. So I went back to the basics and, you know, we, we do use driveline products, but, you know, like putting um, like our blast sensors in, um, in our dovetails um, or whatever it may be. So like this is a plus three, this is a plus 10, right? So we measure all of these and it's no different than our plyo balls, right? Like we want to swing heavy things. Like when we're developing, we want to swing heavy things fast. And whenever we are um, performing or testing, we want to focus that warm up on testing what we developed, right, is, is my opinion. So. Um, maybe on testing day, we swing a bunch of light shit, right? You know, like death to donuts, which driveline and I, I think we agree on that too, right? Death to donuts. Like we're going to swing slower for a certain amount of time after your donut because we target large muscle groups. There's, there's a balance, right? And so figuring out all this stuff is so crazy, but like ultimately, um, 
you know, getting back to the basics of, of blast motion was the, was, you know, diamond connects and blast motion were one of the first technologies I ever bought before I bought Repsotos. I had all three Repsotos, the insight, the hitting, the pitching. I just pulled the, the, the you know, the trigger on track, man. And it's, it's getting back to the basics, man, of like, how fast do you swing this bat? How fast do you swing this bat? How fast do you swing that bat? How hard do you throw that ball? How hard, you know, and then sticking to a, to a, to a program, you know, which is what we specialize in about, you know, what you're going to do to, to warm up, to live, to cool down, to recover, what days you're going to do them on, all that. How many days are you available? Two days a week or five days a week, right? We're going to have so many different options if we have five days a week. We can recover and, and hit. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's getting back to the basics of, like, technology, I guess. Like, if I've been on a technology ride for five years and I've been beta testing with, you know, Rap Soto and Driveline and these guys, like, and now Hershey's got me in here and, and – um, you know, it's like, uh, dude, Hershey pitching the World Series, but you know, there's like so much I learned from him, and there's so much that I that, that he's learning from me about this stuff that JP and I's generation, like you know, just that little younger of a generation that we're figuring out. And you know, like, uh, it's it's just getting back to like, we've got twenty thousand, forty thousand, eighty thousand dollars worth of technology just sitting out right here, just plugged in, charging for tomorrow to be used, and and getting back to a hundred dollars, you know, hundred fifty dollars sensor that was huge for us. We corrected a lot of paths, like, like JP is saying with pros, um, with that indie ball guy, we created, you know, basically we, we broke a distance record. So we, we fixed some path issues, got some new bats and, you know, on front toss, he breaks his, you know, not off the machine, not where he barreled one, you know, coming in at 85 or something like that. Even at 65, you know, he barreled up a, a ball at 24 miles per hour at a certain distance. And, you know, he, 29, whatever it was. And, and he, and he put a, you know, a 96 something on it and he was living in those 93s and all we did was add blast. And then and, and he actually went up, um, JP, take this with you. So I put the sensor on one of those light sticks, like the, you know, the ones from this store or whatever. And yeah. he couldn't get barrel speed over 70. It's the first day, the next day, 77, that kid today, same exact thing. I made him swing the light stick 17 times, just air it out, left-handed, right-handed. He, yesterday he swung uh, 60. Today he was at 65, eight or something. And so it's like getting back to the basics about that $20, you know, stick, or if it's a PVC pipe, it's a dollar 50. Right. And then just make sure you cut it the right distance. And <laughs> that's what I think driveline and us are big on is like, don't just get a PVC pipe, get the right distance, you know, get the right length and stuff like that. But yeah, and just, and just, you know, getting back to swinging cheaper things and cheaper technology and an iPad and it just like, Dude, you know, the three athletes, the six athletes we applied it to, um, we'll see of their next sessions when I get back from San Diego. But, yeah, I mean, um, if they do their work, you know, which is, is important as well, the athletes have to do their work. That's a whole whole other beast that JP would dive into as well. I'll shut up here. But, you know, ultimately getting to cheap stuff, getting back to the basics and, and switching the environment. If, if, if I said one sentence, it would be switching the environment and, and creating a new environment that you believed in at once – that still has value and that maybe you're overlooking is, is get back to the basics sometimes for a week, for a day, you know, for an hour, whatever it may be. Right. And, um, we bought this net right here. It's, it's a pitch back from whenever we were all kids at yellow net and you know, my minor leaguers to college guys, to, uh, the facility itself. All we've been doing is getting ground balls and competing to the ear, create a pile to the ear, create a pile. And then we just play an out game. If you miss you're out. And it's just shit talking, bells ringing. <laughs> it's like we brought a new environment the last couple of weeks to the point where Jason made fun of me about buying the net. Why would you spend $125 on that net? And then, you know, now he's like, dude, that thing is awesome. Like, so 
it's getting back to a hundred dollar net, a hundred dollar, you know, one hundred fifty dollar sensor, whatever it is, and and in a ten dollar, you know, or one dollar PVC pipe, you know, to to air it out and just measure it. Put your put your blast on that twenty dollar thing that has a handle, right? Or um, you know, figure it out. Figure it out. How can you test and, and how can you get better every day? You know, that's it. Hell yeah. Hey, look back. Hey, I'm gonna. Back up, you know. I'm gonna ask you all something. Okay, so with all this new technology and everything that's going on, I don't know a whole lot about it. I've tried to learn it and just haven't been around it. Um, do y'all ever like realize that athletes not realize or do athletes ever get? Can I cuss? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Do athletes ever get mind fucked with all that going on? Yes. That's why it's, it's we got to simplify it. It's kind of the same. Yeah. Go ahead, JP. Uh, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I go back and forth, um, on, on how much information the athlete really needs and like mm -hmm. what they really need to focus on. Um, I, you know, I like the metrics. It's, you know, part of the reason I like the job is, is getting into it and, and looking at numbers and stuff, which is, which is great for me, but, uh, you know, how much of that does the athlete really need to know? How much do I just need to check in on, on my end? And the athlete doesn't, doesn't even need to pay attention to. Um, I think as I've, as I've gotten, uh, a little bit more experience in coaching and, and working with more athletes over the years, it's the less is more approach seems to be, uh, the best option. And, it kind of allows you to feel out like who, who can handle more information, what athletes can and what athletes can't. Mm -hmm. um, Cause some guys do, some guys do a really good job of not getting mind fucked and the other guys just can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that goes back to a driveline, you know, like Matt, uh, when I noticed I worked for an agent. So, you know, for the draft, uh, I, I was all over the, you know, all over the draft and to see my buddy draft, you know, from the giants, he drafted, uh, he took my hitter, the giants took my hitter, but you know, they gave Matt 13, 14 pitchers in a row, I believe. Um, and they were all smart and they all had a, an outlier, right? So they, if you don't know what an outlier is like to people listening is like, maybe something that stands out like, like, like a metric, like a, like a tool, but, mm -hmm. um, they were all smart kids and they, and they can handle what Matt's going to teach them. So I think it's like knowing your athletes and maybe Matt has that benefit and like, that's like a leisure, but like, you know, we have to, um, you know, they say, don't treat, like, treat my kid the same. No, you got to treat every kid different. Their mind is different. Their body's different. Their length is different. Um, mm -hmm. Their, their background's different, everything, you know? So it's, it's, it's a, it's interesting to like Marcus that was on earlier, you know, Connor, like, dude, Marcus would be like, so what do you want me to do? I would talk for, you know, 10 minutes. So he said, we talked, you know, he, and, and that's what he's grown to like. But when he, when he was 17, 18, 19, he played pro ball. hated that so, shit, bro. So what do, you, what do you want me to do? So what do you want me to do? You know, and I'm like, dude, I just told you. Like, it, it, it's, you know, I'll, I'll shut up. Let's go to work. And he was so athletic that, you know, that we, we did things. But, no, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough balance. But, yeah, man, they, they do get screwed over. I mean, you would be an athlete, it sounds like, right? JP, like, he would be an athlete that we don't want to give too much information to. Yeah. You would yeah. be like, so, like, basically no, hit, the ball, hit the ball over the fence, coach. Yes, sir. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> okay? And then, look, don't swing slow. Like, we would tell you things like that. Like, hit, like external cues for you would that's be just, That's just part of the education process, too, is, like, I think as, as athletes are around it a lot more, it, it makes it easier for them to digest and not get it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and that's environment, like creating the environment, you know, like when you create an environment where people want to learn, 
um, which is that book that I dropped as well earlier, like books that we should read is, uh, you know, um, Mindsets Over Skill Sets. Um, it's a great book and, and it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it just highlights what's important and how we learn and how we actually obtain the information because you can have the best intentions in the world, but if, if you're not translating the information right, yeah. And that's one thing that I generally, um, a lot of with my guys, uh, honestly, just talking with a lot of the players, like you get an idea what they can and can't handle. Uh, but generally, I mean, like any new guys or anything like that, I, I kind of stay at the front because you walk into my barn. I mean, we've got four different TVs, two of them are doing black, one's doing blast, one's doing rap soto. Um, we got bat weights. I have a leaderboard everywhere. Like technology is very, very used in pretty much every lesson that I do. Um, but I started off with saying like, Hey, you guys are paying me because I'm the one that's supposed to know this. Like if you want the information of why we're doing stuff, the how we're doing stuff and everything like that, like I will let you know. But if you just want, like Greg said, like hit ball far, like if that's what I need to do as a coach, like like that's what I'll do. Yeah. But then I also have some kids where they're literally like are more invested or interested in the data and technology than I am. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, there's what? these kids are brilliant. Like you were saying last podcast, like kids are brilliant. And so, if, yeah, I mean. If you don't, any anybody that is struggling with technology, if you don't know how to work an app, a phone, whatever it is, like take it to the nearest like 11-year-old that you see and within 30 seconds, they're going to have that thing all good to go. And it's just what they've grown up with, man. They're so used to it. And I really think the idea of them being comfortable with that stuff makes it easier. Um, a lot of my guys, when I first started doing stuff literally three years ago, so it's not even like, you know, we're turning decades or anything like that. Like literally three years ago, um, a lot of my guys I was working with, they didn't want to hear any of that stuff because they didn't understand it. I think a lot of people didn't really understand it. A lot of the freshmen and sophomores I'm working with now, three years down the road, like you bring up launch angle, you bring up, you know, exit velocity and stuff like that. Like they, they understand that stuff a little bit more. They, they've heard it. They, it's been around a little bit longer. And so it makes it a little bit easier, but definitely something that I kind of go, you know, player to player with. Right. No, that's a, that's a good, that's a good you know, approach at least. Like, I mean, I'm only invested at, at this point in my career, especially like I'm only invested as much as the athlete is. That's why I don't mind working with a, a rec player to a professional because you know, I've had like Marcus, you know, who is a pro pro who never missed a workout for two years. And if he was going to miss a workout, he called me the night before and just he valued my time and he valued my my energy and, and he showed up. So I showed up, you know, and even like cutting families deal that aren't financially, you know, set and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you show up, I show up, you know, and just understanding that, you know, um, every athlete's different and, and they all need to obtain it differently and it's an art like we were saying it's an art well hell yeah gentlemen is there one thing that anyone like to kind of propose for us uh us four to kind of do a focus on for this next week and like i said just something i i'm thinking kind of general um to where you know i like timing timing i like timing we, we it, kind it, of want like because because look because pitchers want to disrupt our timing me and jp as a hitter we want to definitely let everyone know. I hope you feel this way, JP, that 
that is the most important thing about uh, hitting a baseball is timing because um, I take a bad swing that's on time and a good swing that's off time. So I think timing has got – it must be at least in everybody's top two, but it should be their first, you know, most important thing as far as hitting because the pitcher's trying to disrupt it and we're trying to, you know, create flow and, and get on time. I'm down with timing and just kind of run with that. Let's see what drills we can try and come up with, you guys. Uh, I don't want to say anything now, but next week I, I would really like us uh, to be able to come together, figure out, hey, did anyone create any drills? Did anyone, like, what tools did you guys use for timing? Was there any ideas, like, were there physical, mental cues, like, that kind of stuff and see kind of where our clients take them. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of the time, I don't know about you guys. I kind of try and let my guy try and drive what the, the terminology that they use, uh, the feel, like a lot of that stuff. I told them like, Hey, I'm going to throw shit on the wall, whatever sticks for you. That's what we're going to use. Right. A lot of the shit's going to come off the wall. Well, Some of that shit might work like, for someone could, over there, but I want to use what they're used to. You can to. take the, yeah, the oldest trick in the or the oldest one the battle is, is is this on top of the ball or is this on top of the ball? Right? My hands are on top of the ball or is my barrel on top of the ball? And so like when people say get on top of the ball, I know good hitting coaches that mean this, right? And then like, you know, they want to get on top of the ball and create good angles. And then I know bad coaches that are saying, Get on top of the ball, they're literally swinging down on the ball. So it's it's little stuff like that that we can highlight and, and go after and dive more into is as far as like once again, what an athlete needs to hear. I got a kid that's launch angles average is 52. Tell him to hit a ground ball and he hits a line drive, you know, 19 degrees. Like, so, you know, I mean, the whole Christian Yelich video, the ball hitting the plate. Well, they didn't oh, show the I've end got of the shit session. on that. Like, we're, but they didn't we're show running the end out of time. Session, bro. He, he oh, baby. Wet, we... He's wet. Go ahead. I was going to say, we, we can get rocking with that thing. There's so many, many people wet. miss on the end of it. The end of it, the end of it, he's wetting up the top net. Oh yeah, but they misunderstood this. They good, misinterpreted good the idea the of that shit, and that's when that you flip me. Hey, oh. flip me a ball, and I will hit the ball where I want to hit the ball because I'm a professional hitting coach. I will hit the plate. I'll hit the top net. I'll hit the back net. I'll hit the left net and the right net because I know how to hit, and that's what we're trying to teach our hitters how to be athletic and be controlling their barrel and understand that there's different theories. And you can listen to Barry Bonds. You can listen to Greg Coppins. You can listen to JP. You can listen to you know, whoever you want to listen to, but, you know, good hitters hit the ball um, everywhere. And I think that, you know, if we, if we if we want to show some outliers, yeah, there might be some guys that are pull happy in the pros. They also strike out 200 times, and they're running out of the game. The game's getting very athletic. So the Yankees are proven to us that you can't strike out that many times. The trade-off does not work. No. The trade-off doesn't work. And you can have a couple of those guys in the lineup because of New Age Baseball and Sabermetrics, yes. And they need to be they need to be placed in the order appropriately. Um, you know, you got a 162 games. You can work another guy in there. It's a little more consistent. You know, like. But oh, no, yeah. man. I mean, that's good. Good with me, man. Beautiful. So we'll do a little. Uh, we'll do a focus on uh, timing, and we'll meet back next week and kind of go over what we saw. Any closing remarks, gentlemen? Um, I want to get your socials. Um. JP, what's your what's your Instagram? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's this is gonna sound really fucking stalkerish, but I think it's JP underscore for shown one. That's I think that's Twitter. Instagram. Oh, it's is it just JP for underscore for <laughs> shown? Okay. I'm not. Hey, just all JP, JP, follow me. Uh, follow me. Mine's easy. It's catching barrels. Yeah. 
On Instagram? Yeah, Instagram just catching barrels. Okay. Yeah. And then uh you got you do you have an Instagram bud? Yeah. Uh it'll be Steven P O four, but Steven is S D E P H E N. Simple. F- fucks with me every time. Wait, what is it? Steven P O four, but it's S D E P H E N, not S D E V E N. So P H. Yeah. It's Yeah. I didn't even realize I went to fucking college with this dude. I didn't even know that until about a month ago. So wait, Steven <laughs> P04. Oh, oh. Tipping on for folks. Alright, but I got you. I followed you. And then uh yeah, JP, follow me and that way I can follow you there. Beautiful gentlemen. All right. I appreciate you guys coming on again. This is going to be live on Apple and Spotify, uh, for everyone's commute into work, uh, for Monday morning. Um, really quick. Uh, didn't do this earlier. Should have, uh, we got a bunch of new merch in the store. Gentlemen, we got a bunch of new merch. Let me pull up. I don't know if any of you guys kind of saw it. Um, this is one of the pieces 95 plus club shorts came in you guys anyone that hits 95 plus you guys get your own little shorts free pair uh, for anybody so when you guys come on in let me know um and then fudge sickles let me uh photos let me you guys uh show the people our other new merch uh we got the Pornhub logo guys we're rocking and rolling with it okay it's barrel season somewhere Got a bunch of other stuff. Got Strider. Can I please? Can I please get? But like both of those, like I'll pay you right now. So. Oh fuck yeah, baby! Hey, anyone that's interested in that hey, merch, I'm coming to pick them up. I'm coming to pick them up tonight so I can wear them in San Diego. Let's go, baby! Hey, anyone that's interested in any of that, guys, check out the website rbibaseballllc.com. Um, thank you guys so much for joining, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>